All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. Yay! 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We are here. Me, Lady Ada. With me, Mr. Lady Ada. Here in the Adafruit Factory, which is a little quiet right now, sleeping. Yep. But that just means it's uh, ready for you to show up and bring the party with you. We're going to catch up with makers, hackers, crafters, engineers, people from around the making community, all around the world showing up here from now till 7.50 to show up what they're working on. We're going to call in some Adafruit peeps um, and then some other visitors. When we call on you, please unmute your mic, show off your project. Take two to three minutes so we can get to everybody because we do have to get on to our next show at 8 p.m. So kick it off with Noah and Pedro. Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Happy so, Wednesday. Yeah, so we got our hands on a Cricut board. And this is it here. So one of our first projects that we do when we get a new board is step zero is to model it in 3D. So we did that. Uh, and then we put together a little simple mount. So this is a little, it's not really of a case. A case would be like fully enclosed, but this is a little mount uh, so that you can uh, attach your board. It's a little 3D printed mount and you can have this nice surface here on the bottom so you don't scr scratch up your surface. So we also did some other things. We added some little slots here so that you can attach this bracket uh, to other things, maybe cardboard or some wood, that good stuff. We also have some cutaways, which is always nice. And I wanted to add some other things like I really like mounting things to tripods because I have so many tripods and tripods are a really great way to mount things in different spaces. So instead of having to kind of build that into the design, I figured it'd be cool to have swappable uh, swappable kind of uh, add-ons. So that's what we did. So we have this little thing here. I'm gonna, I have another piece here. So this is fully assembled. And this is the second piece. And there's this little indentations here on the side of this giant opening here. And these little indentations allow these nubs from other pieces to kind of snap fit and lock into them. So this is my tripod um, adapter. So there is a 3 8 quarter 20 uh, threaded screw that just screws into this little centerpiece. And the way this works is that it has a little lip here. And of course, it has those nubs. So if we mate these together, hopefully, we get them to snap into place. So you get one click there. And then we have a second one over here. That clicks in. You can't push this in because that lip keeps it from coming out. And then those nubs mate uh, really nicely with this. So you have to apply some good force to pop this out. So now you have this reusable mount that you can make all sorts of different uh, add-ons to it. So there's the tripod bit. I'll snap that off. And I made another one. This is for a battery holder. There's two little standoffs here. So you can add some screws. I don't have the battery holder yet, but I have it on order. So hopefully that, that that fits. It should because it has uh, uh, the battery holder has a nice step file that I was able to kind of trace around there. So this same thing snaps in like that. Uh, and now you have a completely different way to mount things. And so I can have a battery pack right on the bottom of this. Another thing, the last thing I'll talk about is the standoffs. How do you secure the actual PCB to this mount? Well, I have these standoffs all over the place. Uh, and what I haven't done yet is I'm experimenting with threaded inserts. So thread, using threaded inserts is a great way to get really precise um, uh, fittings uh, with screws. So this is a brass uh, threaded screw that I uh, use the soldering iron, uh, the tip of the soldering iron to uh, heat press this in. So it is now permanently in there forever until I break it. Hopefully I don't break it. <laughs> Yay. But that is what we have. Uh, we put together a learning guide and we have put uh, the files are uh, on the different repo sites like Thingiverse and Pinshape and you imagine we also have 
a GitHub repository with the actual board shape outlines in CAD. And we also have a SVG and DXF uh, outline of the board with the mounting holes for folks that like to use the laser cutters or like the vinyl cutting machines. So that's what we have. Hope you guys like it. And uh, we did a show earlier this morning where we talked about that and some other cool projects that, uh, that, that, we, that we are working on and the other folks yes. are working on. Yeah, all right. It's always great to have right. a 3D printed case for new projects. So. Yeah. Cool. Okay. okay. Except when we get a Colin, because we have uh, yeah, Colin. A, new, a new release. What's up, Colin? A new app coming soon, very soon to the App Store, uh, Adafruit AR, which is written uh, by our developer, Trevor Beaton. And this is an iPhone. And if you look, you can see there's Adabot, if I can position correctly, standing yeah. behind me. And if you tap. Upon Adabot in the augmented reality world. In the early days of amateur radio, people built circuits by nailing bare wire to wooden boards, huh. often using actual cutting boards made for bread. I hope they checked for crumbs first. Good point, Adabot. Okay. So if you tap on Adabot, you can get one of uh, many different uh, electronics tips and ideas. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can manipulate them a little bit and uh, make him massive. Massive data. Which is intimidating, which actually can be really, really scary when you turn around quick. And uh, we have more stuff to come, and this is our, our starting point with our buddy Adabot. Coming soon. Yeah, it's soon to the iOS awesome. app store. Yes. It only, it only took like 10 times for Apple to say, okay, fine. Yep. <laughs> it was perfect yep. the first time. Yeah. It's yep. Fine. yep. We didn't give up. Yep. And you have more to come. More to come. Okay. All right. Mm. Thanks, Colin. All, All right. right. Next up. Let's go to Dan. Hey, Dan. All right. Oh, Dan. plus cat, plus. Yeah. So this cat is Griffin. Uh, she just got added to the Cats of Engineering, which you can find on the Adafruit website. There's a nice picture of her lying on top of a whole bunch of breadboards and things. And she, the reason I'm on is that we want to announce the release of CircuitPython 3.0.0. Not beta, not release yeah. candidate, not alpha. It's cooked, it's done. And uh, we have support for crickets and everything else. This my assistant here is wearing a nice suit. <laughs> so uh, please go ahead and try it. It's all official if you've been waiting. Because you weren't sure about trying the earlier stuff, please try it. I'd like to thank everybody who helped on this, Scott, Katney, and Lady Ada and all the rest of the CircuitPython, all the CircuitPython helpers and other people in Discord who've been marvelous at testing and breaking and fixing and debugging for us. We couldn't have done it without you. This is what makes us code plus community. Some of us wrote the code and a lot of the community tested it and also wrote some of the code. So mm -hmm. thank you very much and go at it with CircuitPython 3.0.0. That's where you want to be now. Okay. All right. All right. Everybody go download. Thanks so much, Dan, and congrats. Dan, Kenny, Scott, and the entire community Dan on the Circuit Python 3.0. And check out Dan's shirt. He's the Cricket Master. That's right. Right. All right. Cricket Library Master, yeah. Next okay. up. Let's go to JP. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hello. So I wanted to show a project that I built last week on my uh, show, on the live stream, and then uh, turned it into a learn guide that's been released. Uh, and this is a stroboscopic zoetrope. So what you see here are a bunch of ping pong balls. I have six ping pong balls. Um, and if you're not familiar with zoetropes, there's a few different ways these are done. 
essentially something that's spinning fast and has either slits that allow you to only see um, certain moments in that spin, otherwise it would look blurry, or in the case of this type, you flash light at a proper frame rate so that when you sync the motion with the uh, blinking, you see what appears to be an animated motion. And this is actually pretty similar to the way a film strip works running through a projector, this gate that's opening and closing 24 uh, times a second so that you get this persistence of vision effect and you see what appears to be motion. So uh, this is built with a Cricut uh, Circuit Playground Express. I'm running make code on here. And really what my code does is two things. It spins a motor real fast. And I have the two buttons on the CPX to slow and speed that up. And it blinks all the NeoPixels that are on the Circuit Playground Express also real fast, and I can change their speeds. So uh, what I want to do is switch cameras and, and uh, give you a little preview uh, of this. So let me jump in here real quick. And I'm going to turn off a light here so that you can see it a little better once the effect gets going. So when I turn it on, it's going to be out of sync at first. So let me turn on the Cricut. That's actually, I'm seeing some on the video playback better than in the naked eye. So here we have the extra whammy of um, the 60 hertz camera capture and frame rates to deal with. But what I'm going to do now is go and change the blink rate. It's a little better. And now if I can adjust the speed of the motor, I might reach a point where the little heads that are moving their mouths don't appear to be dancing around quite as much. Let's see. So this is changing the percentage of the motor speed by, I think, 0.5% every time I press it. And there we go. I'm homing in on it. So now it's not moving around as much, at least here in the naked eye. I think it still is on, on video. Yeah. No, you can tell it's, good. it's closer. It's getting closer. But closer. Yeah. So this is a little cute little guy. Uh, I don't know if I'll get it any faster. I think that's the top motor speed. Um, but I was really uh, happy and, and impressed that the NeoPixels could blink that fast. It was actually on a tip that Lady Ada gave me that you can... Uh, tweak the brightness rather than the color on off uh, to get a faster refresh. And it's all done with a pretty simple uh, piece of code inside of make code. So that is my little zoetrope. And uh, I'm turn that off. And I also want to say that I'll be a uh, couple of quick announcements. I'll be, where's my face cam? There we go. Uh, I'll be doing live show tomorrow at four o'clock Eastern time, my usual time. And then on Friday night, very exciting. It is going to be the unboxing of Adabox 8. So at 9 o'clock Eastern time, tune in to all the usual places. We'll be on the YouTube and we'll be in Discord and the chat and a whole bunch of other places. Uh, and I think we put up a blog post and I'll, I'll do a reminder one tomorrow so people know. But uh, if you're a subscriber, those are starting to ship and probably starting to appear in the wild. So. Uh, you can go check out the guide if you want, or if you hate spoilers, don't look yet and play along live on Friday night. All right. All right. Thanks, JP. Thanks so much, JP. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Joseph. Hello, Joseph. Unmute your mic and show us what you got. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hello. All right. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys know me, but I am here at the Makerspace in the St. George Library. We've got a couple of young men here who are here with us watching us at the same time. So if you hear some background noise, it's just a bunch of young men. Hey, just saying hi to you guys. Hi. And uh, 
I've been working on uh, this month a, a Kickstarter. So I've got a YouTube channel. I go under the moniker of the 3D Printing Professor. I've been doing making videos for a, a long time. And I want to raise some money so that I can generate some, some more. Uh, but, yeah, never mind that. The cool part is I'm making low-poly dynos. Ooh. So these, these are all modeled in a low-poly style. Uh, but they're also designed so that they 3D print without supports, without needing any sort of, uh, um, you know, assist. They're, they're all very easy prints, which, like, for instance, with the Stegosaurus, that's pretty simple. Just keep the tail at a 45-degree angle so you get that overhang there, right? But for ones like the Raptor here, it was a little bit more difficult, so I had to get clever, and he prints like this mm. with a flat bottom on the foot that stands up. The Megalodon was even harder. Eventually, I figured out if I print him on his nose, he prints successfully and then comes up. And I've just added some some foliage to our to our uh, jungle now. We've got trees. And as, as the Kickstarter raises more money, the people who have uh, helped support it get to vote on what dinosaur gets to be added next. And so I've never been able to guess at what they're going to choose. And, and they definitely have been challenging me to do some very difficult modeling. But the results are absolutely gorgeous, I think. I think they're turning out fantastic. All right. All right. Thanks for the win. Well, um, email support at adafruit.com. We'll send you out an as seen on the show and tell sticker. Email PT at Adafruit. If you want me to send you a digital version, you could put it up on your Kickstarter if you're still raising money. And um, thanks for coming up with something that um, if – you know, folks will go to the movies and they'll see people keep making dinosaurs over and over and then eats all the people over and over and they keep doing it over and over. But this is something people can actually do at home. They can participate and like make their own dinosaurs. These won't eat them, um, but at least they can, you know, figure out which ones they like. To print very small so we could scale them down to 25% and they'll still succeed. But then you can also blow them up real big. And so there's the chance to make small toys for your kids or large toys. Or, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to say for your kids very much because these are 3D prints and there's risks associated. But I've done things like blunt the tail so there's no sharp yeah. points as much as possible, you know. Uh, they look great. All right. Thanks, Thanks Joseph. Yeah. And I definitely want to contact you for that that badge. I think I'd love to, love to put that up on the Kickstarter. Yeah. That'd be cool. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. Uh, welcome back, Sophie. Hey, Sophie. How's it going? Hi. Hello. Hi, guys. Good to see you. Uh, so I have a really janky sort of prototype um, project to show. It's um, I'm trying to get the cricket onto some kind of wearable. Um, so I thought I would try to work it into like a cosplay kind of a thing. So I stuck it on the front of this um, this like breastplate that's kind of inspired by like the uh, the Wonder Woman Amazons. Um, and then I've been experimenting with this kind of like fan, this sort of like fan movement. You can see that like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Articulating stuff. So, okay, you're gonna come on a ride with me. I'm gonna lift my laptop up. Come on a ride. Hopefully this doesn't fall apart when I do this. Oh. That's great. Did you see okay. it? There we go. Yay! Yeah. And then it'll go down sometimes. <laughs> yep. All right. That's a neat technique because you're just using one servo, but it's using a, a 
series of strings, right, to pull up the rest of them like a fan. Yeah, exactly. It's like sort of like a fan. Like I just kind of sewed the pieces together, and I figured out where to place the holes so that they would align, you know. And then this was just my prototype, and then I went to the Glowforge and I just like cut out yeah. just a simple kind of like a feathery wing thing, and then and then I just um. So, yeah, sewed those pieces together. So oh, it looks really great. Yeah, good work. I've seen some starts. Um, I had one, but I also saw I, it. Maybe it was Discord. Maybe it was somewhere else where you can use a Cricut because um, it's small, it's lightweight, battery powered on, as a helmet to do wings on the side. Too. Yes, so I totally want to do like chappy ears. Yeah, love yeah. those. So yeah, I'm trying to think of ways to use yeah just one motor to do some. Yep. Kind of like slightly more complex motion which yeah. i'm totally new to things moving at all so it's great to just work through it with the cricket oh and major thank you to mike barella who helped me troubleshoot this today because i was having trouble getting my buttons to make my servo go so thanks so much mike yeah very cool well this is one of the reasons we made cricket because when robotics platforms get launched they usually don't think about people who want to make wearables they're like, oh, yeah. let's just make like big dog or drones or like, you yeah. know, tanks or something. So this is this was built for those types of projects. All right. All right, this looks great. I can't cool wait. Stuff. Come back more when you've got more going on there. Yeah. yeah. It looks awesome. Thanks. I actually like the cricket in the center. It looks like a power pack or like, you know, it's yeah. cool. I love it. And my I think what I'll do is 3D print a cover for it out of like translucent PLA. And then just let those NeoPixels just run on there. You, you know, know, Pedro are gonna can hook you up. You'll they're, get, they're get together. Yeah, exactly. All right, sweet. Thank All you so right. much. All right, next up. Next up, Trixabella. Hey, Trixabella. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Good. What you got? All right. So basically, I've been working on a little like GPS logger. Okay. Uh, it's based off the thirty-two U four uh, logger uh, feather wing, and then. The GPS wing on top of it, and uh, let me sh see if I can switch cameras here real quick. Uh, so basically, if this will load, um, that's the put. Um, what it does is once a second, it outputs all the data, like the date, the time, location, all that jazz, even even the battery level. And then on top of that, um, what I programmed in is like a little battery warning using the little red LED on top of it. So when I'm out and about, I, I can just log like different trips I do, things like that. Uh, and then from there, once it starts getting low, which looks like it's about three to four day time period, nonstop, it'll do that to let me know, hey, recharge it so I can actually like just map out anything I do. So, yeah. Awesome. Nice. Thank you. Cool stuff. Um, and if you want a sticker, email support at datafruit.com and we'll send you an ass scene on the show and tell a sticker. Definitely. Thank you. Thanks, Trixabella. All right. Last up. Your guitar. Guitar. And then Scott, I think we he, he showed up. Oh, right. Sorry. Scott, Scott will play us out. Yeah. And then Scott. All right. Your guitar. So, hey, welcome back. Hello. Good to be back. Um, so this week, um, I'm going to show off my uh, terrain or dungeon tiles that I made or 3D printed for my D&D uh, group. Ooh, that's cool. So these are the OpenForge uh, uh, tile system. So this is like the stone tile. And it uses 
uh, the magnetic bases, mm -hmm. uh, the open forge magnetic bases, so that uh, so that they um, they uh, kind of they snap together, and you can like mix and match. Mm. So this so like the pieces here can so like this is like uh like a floor of a dungeon with like stairs, a room, and then like a corridor. But then I can take this apart. All the 3D printed uh, props, and I could make put different pieces in the room, uh, nice. and uh, do different shapes. So I can print out a set of, of you know, a set of the tiles, and then I can have enough to just make different shapes and um, make it a whole like re be able to reuse everything um, again and again, and you know, keeps it you know fresh and. Uh, Without having to make uh, new pieces, so that's awesome. This is what a great idea. It's just so much like yeah. I remember, like we did it all on like pieces of paper. That it was okay, but this well, is way like cooler. It's like the rebirth of a hobby because before, like you could be a dungeon master coming up with stories and everything. Now you're becoming a dungeon modeler, and you're able to kind of combine all this stuff and bring more people in. This is great. Yeah, I like how you can. It's an open system, mm -hmm. so people come up with like new ideas. Like, oh, here's a trap block. Or he's, yeah. here's a block that's like, you know, for a different type. Like, this is a dungeon, but maybe they want to campaign in like a town or they want to campaign in mm -hmm. a castle. So you can yeah. rebuild so, stuff and, more, more monsters and stuff. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And so, like, when they're, so this is like for in, we're in the, they're in the dungeon and they're in combat and stuff. But when they're outside of uh, combat and they're exploring the town, I also 3D printed uh, little buildings. That's mm. um, nice. So like this is kind of like uh, like a tavern building. So this is 3D printed in one color, and then I used a permanent marker to like fill in the colors and give it like some shading. And this one, the the roof comes off, so that you can uh, put characters inside or items inside. And there are other buildings. So like, you know, so when yep. So and then this is kind of like a uh, kind of a castle building. So they can both, you know, see the town more visually and be more more immersed, and they can see the dungeon and be more immersed in it at the same time. This is so cool. And this is all three D printed. Hey, well, you you get earned a I've seen on the show tell sticker, which may or may not work with the campaigns, but still you can you can we can say you see one. a gigantic floating floating sticker. Yeah, it's tricks. <laughs> it kills magic missile. All right, and all right Scott, place out. Place out, Scott. Hello. Um, so as people know, I've like been really interested in retro gaming stuff, uh, partly because we're working on a gaming handheld for CircuitPython. And uh, my birthday's uh, this weekend, so I was like, you know, I think I could justify getting just one more thing. And uh, so I picked up one of these, the Commodore 64. I got it off the eBay from the Goodwill in Seattle here, so I went down and picked it up. Uh, I'm not sure it works. I I purposefully don't buy the ones that say they work because they're cheaper. Um, and you know what's the fun if it just works? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was just thinking after after the shows or during the Ask an Engineer, I might actually have to uh, open it up and make sure all the chips are in there so I know what I need. Um, chips gutted by uh, synth nerds. Yeah, it might be. Um, 
I'm turning into a synth nerd. I've been looking at all the mod tracker stuff and trying to figure out exactly uh, how to make some beeps and bloops and and all that sort of thing with retro or old old hardware like the C64 or the Game Boy or all that. Um, and taking that into account when we design our handheld. So it'll be the best of both worlds, the iteration of CircuitPython with the beeps and bloops of retro early hardware. Awesome. All right. Well, can't wait. Get the Sid, Sid player in CircuitPython. All right. Yeah. It's going to be cool. And yeah. uh, happy birthday, Evan Scott. Happy birthday, Scott. Thank you. All right. Well, that's show until this week. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. We'll be here next week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks for making this the best Yay! half an hour. Thank you, Sophie and no, Pedro and Joseph in the makerspace and Dan and Colin. Whoa. That's a, that's a, is that a cat photo or is that actually the cat? There's cats everywhere. Oh, that's the photo from that. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Yeah. Meow. 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 All right. Meow. And Ask an Engineer starts at 8 p.m. We'll see everybody in about five minutes. Thanks, everybody. See you soon.